0: He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterward changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' parables tend to turn the conventional upside down. And it may not be obvious to us how he does it with this particular parable, but we have to know something about the culture of Jesus. What was very important was honor. To be held in honor of your neighbor was the most important thing, even more important than having money. And so when we look at this parable about the two sons thinking of this culture of honor and also realizing who he is speaking to, the chief priests and elders of the people, now all of a sudden it becomes obvious he is truly turning convention upside down. And so when the, when the chief priests and elders hear Jesus talk about this parable, the first son who refuses to honor his father's request to work in the vineyard, but then later he decides to do so, and the second son, who says, yes, I will do exactly what you ask, but then doesn't. We have to remember that this request was not done in private, it was done in public. Relatives and and fellow village people would have heard this request, would have looked upon the son who first said, yes, I will go, I will do what you ask. That brought honor to the father. It didn't matter what the son did. While is the second one, while it, or, or I should say the second one is the one who brought honor because he said he would go, even though he didn't while the first one in refusing to go publicly brought dishonor on his father. But Jesus turns it upside down by saying what is important is not whether or not the father got honor out of this exchange, but whether they did the will of the father, whether they did what the father truly asked. That is what is the important thing. Jesus would get frustrated while dealing with the Pharisees, the chief priests and elders of the people, because he saw in them people who desire power to make people follow them and do what they want them to do. This desire for power and the hypocrisy of the chief priests and elders was what disturbed Jesus the most. Saint Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians. We heard a part of it from the second reading. And in it he writes, "Do nothing out of self-selfishness or out of vain glory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but for those of others." This is the lesson that Jesus teaches consistently through the Gospels. But this is also the lesson that he models for us in being obedient to the Father. The disobedience of our parents of Adam and Eve led sin to enter the world and created a rupture between the Creator and creation. The disobedience really had nothing to do with an apple, but it had to do with the desire to want to become like their creator, to want to replace themselves in place of the one who created them. This disobedience led to sin entering the world, and it created that barrier between the creator and creation especially the Creator, and his, the pinnacle of His creation, the human family. Abraham showed a different model. He showed obedience in preparing to sacrifice his son. And in doing so, the promise of salvation was set in motion. But we even have a more preeminent example of obedience, when we look to the Virgin Mary. Her saying yes did bring the Messiah into the world, made possible the incarnation. But her saying yes came at the danger of being ostracized by her society as being pregnant without being married. But luckily, Joseph as well was obedient and took Mary into his home, and treated Jesus as if he were his son. St. Paul wrote, Though he was in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found in human in appearance." he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus' obedience was about reaching out to the human family, offering them a way to go over, to to bridge that rupture that original sin had caused, gave them a way for us, to be able to experience eternal life in heaven, all because of his selfless love. But we as well experience in our society self-centeredness, selfishness, people that desire to put their creator, move their creator out of their lives and instead set themselves up As God because I know what is better for myself and others than God does. I, rather than God, will decide if this unborn child lives or not. I, rather than God, will decide if this sick person should be killed or not. I, rather than God, will take this person's life in the name of justice. I, rather than God, will determine that these fertilized eggs will be used for medical research. The commonality between all of those statements is this idea that I know what is best for myself even more so than the one who created me in his image and likeness, in the one who who, who loved us before we were born. But as Christians, we are called to follow a different path. We are called to listen to God's word and obey it, thus participating, albeit in a small way, in Christ's own obedience. As Christians, when we look at the crises in our world, racial injustice, violence and war, human exploitation, and people that see no value to human life, we see these as spiritual crises, as people who refuse to accept God's grace, who refuse to accept God into their life, and to obey his will for them. Through our baptism, we have chosen to follow God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have chosen to follow the Son who gave up his life for our salvation. We have chosen to follow the Holy Spirit who offers us those gifts of knowledge, understanding, right judgment, courage, to aid us in the struggle for people's hearts. Because ultimately it is converted hearts, hearts that now accept God as the center of their lives. Hearts that will seek out His will and hearts that will obey that will. These are the converted hearts that will turn the tide in our own society and ultimately result in a respect of all human life. This is something we pray for but it's something we work towards as well as we continue to battle our own self-centered desires and through Jesus' mercy continue to follow him and to say yes to the will of his Father. In our continual saying yes and obeying God, this is how hearts will be changed and this is how the human family will strive towards our ultimate destiny, eternal life with our God.